This meeting is being recorded. <laughs> All right. Welcome to another edition of the Guillotine Press, the podcast harder than the crying game from Boy George. I am Travis, joined by my brothers in metal, Brian Brooks. Hey, hey, I'm, hey, a, a props to calling yourself out on that. <laughs> and, uh, and Joshua Heath. Good day. Good evening. <laughs> Coming to he you via Zoom once again. Yes. Uh, what what looks like the Unabomber's bunker? <laughs> it looks like that footage that they had of uh, Osama bin Laden or something, like when he was like watching all that TV and shit. <laughs> Except it's just where Josh is. It's just a tad more well lit. Yeah, there's like a mattress on the floor and shit. <laughs> so I look like a fifth I'm, right now. <laughs> I mentioned the crying game from Boy George, um, brutal, uh, as Jim Florentine would say, but that came from uh so spotify does like the year spotify apple music uh anchor and all kinds of shit they do they always do like the fun the fun like year in kind of things like what did you listen to the most and kind of shit like that so one of my uh, top five songs was actually the crying game from boy george so uh i've been giving myself a lot of shit for that to be honest uh, what I, I think- what even inspires one to listen to that song so much I don't know. I just love that song. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's also the song that um, plays when uh, uh, Ace Ventura finds out that uh, Einhorn's a man. Remember when he <laughs> burns his clothes in the shower? Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. God, <laughs> such, a, such a great movie. That's such a classic scene. But yeah, so what were some of your guys' – mine was a lot of like White Zombie, of course. You know, White Zombie, one of my most listened to bands. Um it was White Zombie, Slayer, and Slipknot, I think we were like. And that makes sense. I listened to a lot of Slipknot because I was, you know, joining a podcast with you boys. So I got to yeah. gotta kind of dig in a little bit more. You know what I, I thought was interesting is that, um, like, some of the, the things that they will show you is they'll tell you how many minutes you've listened and mm-hmm. so like I had just shy of 26,000 minutes and then they'll tell you, you are in the top X percent for all listeners. And I was like in the top 70 or 75th. So there was a lot of listening there, but yet my number one song was played 24 times. So that's really, like, there was, there was a lot of variety in my listening this year. Mm-hmm. And I 1000% credit this podcast for that because mm-hmm. it's like, Every week, I'm kind of focused on something different, and rarely anymore. Um, I mean, when I'm like working and stuff, I'll like sometimes have music on in the background, but a lot of times I'll have like YouTube on while I'm working too. So it's not, it's rarely a lot of Spotify too. But yeah, my uh, my number one, my number one song was Limp Biscuit, Dirty Rotten Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> It came out like within the last month and shit. Exactly. But yeah, that's the funny story with that. And I know you guys know this story, but 
Um, and I actually made a Facebook post about it today too. But what's funny about it is uh, within the first few days of it, of that album being out, I was, of course, we all, all, especially me and you, Travis, I don't know how much about you, Josh, but we listened to that. Uh, we listened to that album a few times because we were trying to make up our mind whether we thought it was good or not. And um, I was picking my daughter up from daycare that day and I had it on and Dirty Rotten Biscuit was playing and because of how the chorus goes like it was very like easy and repetitive like she started like saying like singing it I mean she's two so she sings it as much as a two-year-old can but she like loved the song so like when it finished and another song played she was like I want that song like she's basically told me to play the song again so like (laughs) that song I kept playing like over and over and over again this went on for like a week so I was ended up, I ended up playing that song like a couple times a day on our ride to daycare or back. So yeah, thank you to my daughter Phoebe for making Limp Biscuit my top uh my top song of the year. <laughs> but yeah, my other so I actually like screenshot all of this stuff because I I wanted to have it. But yeah, my top five in songs were Dirty Rotten Biscuit, Thunder Kiss '65, and then three, four, and five was all from Spirit Box, Secret Garden, Holy Roller, and Circle with Me. And, nice. And my top five artists were um, Limp Bizkit, Chevelle, Slipknot, GNR, and Pantera. That's so interesting. Yeah, go. my top five artists were White Zombie, Pantera, Guns N' Roses, Slipknot, and Corn. So that's about right. Heath, what about you, man? So starting with my most listened to artists, it was Knocked Loose, Deftones, Typo Negative, Black Sabbath, and Tool. Um, nice. My most listened to song, sorry, Apple Music's not as good as, uh, whatchamacallit, the uh, Spotify uh, doing this, but uh, my most listened to song of the year was Ceremony by Deftones from Ohms, followed where, uh, where the Light Divides the Holler uh, by Knocked Loose, uh, Blackened by Metallica, um, uh, Stink Fist by Tool, and number five was My Girlfriend's Girlfriend by Typo Negative. Ooh, <laughs> I love that track, dude. So you're better than us. Yeah. You're a little more all over the map instead of me and Travis's were very much uh, podcast centric. <laughs> I listened to Deftones for 441 hours in 2021. Holy cow. That's five, that's five work weeks. <laughs> Let's see. I have one yeah. of those for White Zombie. <laughs> My God. Uh, oh, it just talked about like the, the opening track to uh, Astro Creep, which is Electric Head Part 1. It is, you spent a total of 14,082 minutes uh, with uh, Electric Head Part 1. I don't know if that means White Zombie or Electric Head. God, uh, I sure yeah. hope you didn't spend that, what, listen to that yeah. song that many 1,482 minutes. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was about to say 14,000. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that on repeat for like two months? <laughs> I do love that song. But um, so, boys, uh, we come back together again to kind of do a not kind of do, but do a Gojira battle. Now, this is another one where we're going at the beginning of the career and the latest album, which I thought was very, very interesting. It's uh, 2000's Terror Incognita and uh, 2001's Fortitude uh, or 2001, 2021's (laughs) Fortitude. Um, more on those records later, but um, 
I kind of wanted to get like, uh, if you guys are listening to anything new and, uh, then I have kind of like a discussion topic for you guys. Um, but Heath, you want to start with what you've been listening to, man? Really lately, man, all I've been listening to is the new Converge album, um, Blood Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's with Chelsea Wolf. I know you listen to Chelsea Wolf sometimes, don't you, Travis? Oh, yeah. Chelsea, yeah. Um, it's a beautiful album. Um, if you're not familiar with Converge, they were, they, they were a huge, still are pretty big, metalcore, hardcore kind of like a math core band if you it's like a mixture of all three like very technical very chaotic music um i've been listening to that a lot and then a lot of knock loose because i'm going to the hometown knock loose show friday which is tomorrow when we're recording this but by the time you listen to it it's december 3rd so if you're listening to it when this comes out uh i've done been there probably but uh yeah, listen to a lot of Knock Loose, prepared for the show in Louisville. Can't wait to see how crazy that place gets, the hometown show. So That's sure pretty awesome. Pretty... I'm excited for you that you're going to that. So is, is Carly going or is anybody? Is She is. Yes, my, uh, my better half will be there. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go to, I don't think I'm going to go and do the, uh, to the stage like i did last time just because i'll stick back with her but i don't want her teeth to get kicked in but uh <laughs> from crowd surfers or anything so yeah i'm looking forward to it It'll, it should be fun that's awesome so real quick like uh i haven't been it, it's interesting you mentioned chelsea wolf because um i was listening to a bit of her album um fuck i'm blanking on the name right now it's it's the all white album but I've also been listening to uh, a band or a, uh, a trio, I, I believe, uh, called Health. Have you ever heard of Health, Heath? I have not. Yeah, they did, they did a uh, recent song with Nine Inch Nails called Isn't Everyone. Uh, and a friend of mine on Instagram uh, actually sent me a music video for one of their songs that was like horror related. So I uh, really it's, it's kind of it's not really like our scene you know, that we cover on this podcast quite a bit. Um, but you know, if you're into like nine inch nails and stuff like that, you'd probably, you'd probably dig a lot of their stuff. Uh, but that's, uh, yeah. And every now and then, like Brooks said, I'll, um, I'll be like cleaning up the house or something. And, you know, I'll, uh, for those of you who do not know me and my tastes, um, and that's the beautiful thing about the show is that we all have like very different tastes. I do get in a, a lot into the uh, like the new wave and industrial kind of stuff, uh, especially like ministry and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, health uh, band to check out for sure. Uh, Brooksy, what about you? Me, I've been um, really leaning like this whole like this Spotify thing from this week really got me in like the almost like reflection of the year because what I what I dug about what they did is they put together. Um, like your top 100 playlists of stuff you listen to throughout the year. So I just really, I just kind of like put that playlist on repeat and I was just kind of really enjoying it. So I was getting into a lot of um, the aforementioned Limp Bizkit, Spirit Box, um, got into some of the Architects because they released new music this year. So I was getting back into that. Um, uh, new Cannibal Corpse was in there too. So I, you know, that I haven't listened to that in a little bit. So that was nice to get into again. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. just like a lot of, a lot of stuff like that. So it was, it was kind of nice to just, 
I did some uh, 2021 year in review of my own with my music listening. Um, so that's kind of where I've been on that. I haven't like checked out any new specific album per se, but mm-hmm. um, that's kind of where I've been at with my listening for this week. Very much enjoying, very much enjoyable stuff though, nonetheless. So I have kind of a, uh, and uh, f- from here on out, I, I kind of want to do this. Um, I know you boys are down for it as well, but like a think topic for every show, like kind of get our 100% honest, no bullshit opinions on stuff. And uh, the topic for tonight that I want to kind of talk about you boys, talk about, talk with you boys a little bit about is um, something that comes up. Um, as you know, I listen to Eddie Trunk. Uh, he's probably rolling his eyes. But he uh, he's mentioned in the past that uh, Gene Simmons has mentioned that there will be a kiss beyond Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. And I think that's a very interesting uh, idea. And I think it's um, we're seeing that kind of play out with a lot of these classic bands already. But is there a future where no original members are in some of your favorite bands? Um, I highlighted a, a couple, you know, that uh, I think could uh could apply to this like for instance like some newer bands like like ghost like we say newer but they're like a decade old um you know even like slipknot uh, like i mentioned kiss being an example foreigner like not having a an original member in the band uh journey having uh, a new singer uh you just see more and more of these uh popping up but i wanted to get your guys's takes on that like could that work and is there any situation in which that could work? Uh, Brooksy, why don't we start with you, man? I th- I mean, I think it's inevitable that some of our favorite bands are going to turn out this way. Um, so I don't think it's a matter of could it happen, but it, to what degree? Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, like the bands you've mentioned where, where they're already, like, Kiss they're talking about that's going to happen, but you have a band like Gore that is going to, could basically live on eternally because they've always basically been uh, characters anyway. So, you know, although, you know, the, the biggest fans are all, you know, they're always going to know when new guys are in there, but like a casual fan would never be able to tell the difference or know when there's a new guy in there just because of how their act is anyway. Um, and I think a band, like you mentioned, I think your examples were spot on, like with a ghost, with a Slipknot. Um, may probably ghost more so than, than Slipknot because of the fact that Corey Taylor is like basically an icon at this point. Um, even though Slipknot is a, is a masked band and whatever. Like I think if Corey were to ever leave the band, I think that might be the biggest thing because like, not to, I think if the other members of Slipknot be, started leaving and joining, like if if we fast forwarded to like the year 2040 and you told me that it was Corey Taylor and eight dudes that weren't there in 2021, uh, I'm sure Slipknot would still be just as good. Like, I think they're so big that whenever they needed to replace a piece, they would be able to find like the very best of the very best for whatever they needed. And I think the band would carry on fine. Um, 
but I think the dynamic would really change when you bring in that, that new lead vocalist. So like if Corey Taylor was replaced with somebody that could bring in a new dimension, but like, hell, the band we talked about last week in our battle, Kill Switch Engage, they brought a new vocalist and their original was great and their current is great. So like it kind of, you know, a band like Slipknot, they might be able to survive a complete overhaul um, as long as the, the their theme or their ultimate mission, whatever you want to call it, of the band st- stays true. So, and I think Ghost is kind of the same way in, in that regard without belaboring the point again. I think just because of the fact that Ghost is, you know, all the musicians are masked, you never know their identities. And then you have... Uh, Whoa, shit! Now I'm blanking on his name. Is it Simon? Talking about who are you talking about? Uh, Ghost, the lead singer, Tobias. Oh, Tobias. Tobias. I don't know why I said Simon, but Tobias. <laughs> like he's been more out there in public now. So like, if he were to ever leave the band, that might be a bigger deal. But again, I think it would be less of a deal because of the fact that they're like a makeup costumey band and like not really on Kiss's level. So. I guess that's more TBD, but that's kind of where I'm. That's my initial thought. I'll I'll stop talking now. <laughs> Eth, do you think that this is uh, an inevitability, man? Like uh, in the future, do you think this kind of stuff's coming? I hope not. I mean, I think it's pretty terrible. Um, what I mean, it just like if you just start inheriting bands, like if bands just start inheriting new members over and over, then you're eventually just gonna run out of people with more like creative ideas you're going to run out of like the less and less bands that are doing their own stuff um part of what's great about music is that you can do your own thing um and you can make it your own so and i don't want to go see aerosmith with poe jerry or uh Steven Tyler or something like that, man. I just like it, something about that's just really weird. Something about that's just kind of lazy to me. Um, Kiss has just always been about the money anyway, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, Gene Simmons is pretty upfront about like saying that this is going to continue. You know, once we're gone. I mean, it, I don't. It's it kind of it- sucks because like as somebody that loves Kiss's music and that loves Kiss, like it just kind of sucks to like hear that because, you know, thankfully I got to see the original four when they did their uh, first farewell tour. Now they're on the ninth, I think. Um, but yeah, it's something about that just feels really weird. Nothing's meant to last forever either. Right. Um, and look, I'm so not it, saying that I think like in my example, I use Slipknot. Like, I don't think that they should, just keep replacing members to stay around for 30, 40 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if you get to a point where Kiss, like the, the take that Gene Simmons came out with, that this will go on after us, I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, if, like, you are, like, you're, that act needs to die with them, I think. And, like, yeah. when they retire or whatever, like, it just needs to die. And to an extent, like the Slipknot example, if it ever came to a point where, like, it's nine new guys like maybe they should just hang it up but like if they need to replace pieces you know if three new guys come in now four new guys come in later or a year 
whatever like just because i think of the nature of their act i think it can survive but if Corey was to ever go then i might go i don't know but i think the the kiss example like that's that's a that's an example where that just shouldn't happen in my opinion and at what point does like it stop? Are we just going to have like Maroon Five inherited members? Like, are we just going to like, <laughs> yeah? Like, well, at what it point does it just... brand right? I think it has yeah, to I mean, be like, a brand. I mean, yeah, but like, at what point does it stop? I mean, another thing that is pretty like terrifying is, are we just going to have tours of holograms in the future? Like, that would suck. That's a big I saw thing a, that I think about too. I saw a recent like, uh, article about ABBA doing that. Who wants? Who who wants to go see a hologram? I that I just it blows my mind that anybody would pay good money to go see a hologram. Like I remember a few years ago they were talking about doing a Ronnie James Dio hologram. I was like, just let the guy rest in peace, man. Like the music stands <laughs> yeah. the test of time. We don't need a hologram for every artist that's passed on. Like it just comes across as like money hungry and like it's just not genuine. Like. I don't know it's and something about that like it just feels weird it's like doing like remake after remake of the same movie like at some point that just becomes like lazy and tired like how many times do we need to remake like Friday the 13th or Halloween like how many times or name any movie that's been remade countless times like how often and why can't we just come up with something more creative and like like we're, it just seems like we're losing individuality when if we're just like putting people in bands you know what i mean so let me ask you this as it, as it uh pertains uh brooks i got a point on yours i think uh like i agree with the Corey taylor thing i, I don't think that works with slipknot because I think them like just like corn just like uh guns and roses like when you have those like iconic front men it's almost like, well, not with Guns N' Roses, but it's almost like everybody can go but the front man, and it'll still be like your average fan, fan is going to roll with it, you know? I mean, I um, <laughs> Yeah. I, I mean, but here, here's the thing, uh, Heath. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm going to try to convince you a little bit with the Kiss thing. What if, um, let's be honest, um, the two guys in the original Kiss that are with the band right now, um, well, at least the lead singer, uh, Paul Stanley, cannot do it anymore at a high level. What if you created new characters in that Kiss like universe or whatever? High, these are highly, uh, you know, uh, highly skilled musicians making mu- mu- new music under the Kiss kind of banner or whatever. Like, then would just call? Then just call the band the Hug. Like, it doesn't have to be Kiss. Just call it Hug or like something <laughs> uh, else. Like, <laughs> Like he'll call it, it smooch. To, it, it, yeah, it doesn't have to. Yeah, call it smooch. It doesn't have to be kiss anymore. But let it let it be let it be Corey Taylor slash like Dave Lombardo and Heath is gonna have a fucking painted face, and he's gonna be like ready to roll. Oh, oh but you get Dave Lombardo in the band. I'm there. That's what I'm it, saying though. Like, like the audio, it'll be like the kiss just, version of Audio Slave. Yeah, but the thing is, Dave Lombardo it. wouldn't join a Kiss cover band, man. Because at that point, that's all it is. Like. Why don't we just have any cover band that covers Kiss songs just become Kiss? Like, who wants to see that? Like, it, 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 something about that is just weird. It's just like, 
Like imagine going to see like the 85 bears and like a hologram Brooks or guys that are acting like the 85 bears. And they're just like, what? yeah, we're a Super Bowl. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> it's like you're just trying to like relive the glory years. It's like something about it's weird. You just get a bunch of guys that dress up like Dick Buckus and stuff like that, and they're just <laughs> and they're like going <laughs> on the terrible and example. They're <laughs> and they're pretending they're the '85 Bears. It'd be like a yeah, like this Bears team going out there, or it'd be like a Matt Nagy going out there and being like, yeah, I'm Mike Ditka. So. so you almost got to think like um, like the kind of business guy that Gene Simmons is or like like the Tobias uh, Forge is because it is very two similar bands uh, with two similar brands. And those brands are, I think, big enough in those particular cases to like kind of like have a little spinoff kind of deal. I mean, we're talking crazy shit, but I mean, let's be honest, it's a band where a guy's dressing up like an evil pope in the first place so it's like where he's handed off the character to different versions of himself already it's like what's there to say that when he's done he doesn't hand it off to you know somebody else like a, a another lead singer and that that band continues in a different style like i don't know man i think the shit's like see i think that would be cooler than like you know what we get with like foreigner you know, and shit like that. Like, I think that, like, the the ghost and kiss examples, I think would be a lot cooler than, like, having a Godsmack, like, <laughs> having somebody continue doing Godsmack. Yes, or you yes. might be down for that. I don't know. No, and that's the thing, Travis. And I think you, you mentioned this earlier, like, the kiss thing is a brand. So, like, and that's the thing is, like, this idea of replacing members of bands is not new. Like, bands replace members all the time. And they mm-hmm. carry on just fine, um, even lead singers. But like bands like that have that specific brand about them, like Kiss with the makeup and the logo, like that's a whole brand, you know. So like that is that's a different conversation in general. And Ghost, like they have a whole shtick and Slipknot, like these are very unique, unique mm-hmm. bands in, in what they deliver. So. Um, I, I think those are very special cases where it could work. Mm-hmm. You know, you can agree or disagree whether it, it should happen or should work, but um, you know, like it'd be now, if you're talking about like Slipknot replacing eight members and keeping Corey Taylor or see now that's it. Here's another thing. It's um, let's say you took Slipknot and replaced all the masked guys with new guys, but Corey stayed or, do you take Metallica and replace James Hetfield only? What is more impactful? Well, I think I think ninety percent of the people at that Slipknot show probably wouldn't even like notice. Exactly. So like, that's I'll why be honest. I think, that's why I think like in that Slipknot case, it would be fine because yeah, you replaced eighty five percent of the band, but really the average fan doesn't have a clue because Corey's still there. Right, and that's why no, I agree. Those specific cases like it probably could survive and live on for the average fan but if you replace james hetfield today with some other guy that's metallica is just like not the it's not the same anymore listen bud replacing with dan zig and i'm in heath you look like you got something to say over there you got something to say i don't know man i i just like just call it off once they're done just like move on 
we just can't hold on to things forever. Um, mm-hmm. Just let people make new bands. Like we so just need to like if you if any band changes like one member, then they should just fold. But that's not the somebody, topic so we're we need discussing. To what? That's not what we're discussing. We're we're discussing once a band is done and over and all the members are gone replacing all the members with new people that's what he's talking mm-hmm. about like that's just crazy to me yeah no mm-hmm. and, and i think we all agree well me and you agree on that it's, but like i the, but yeah that's what i'm saying like the specific scenarios like yeah i could like, see it in like specific mostly, cases not all not all members but like some or most i suppose but mm-hmm. hey let's yeah that happens a lot but uh yeah i guess like there's just something about it like i feel different that even if there's just one member left like i don't know let's just say paul stanley was the only member of kiss left like that would feel better a lot better than if they were all just replaced with family members or something you know what i mean like right something about that would just be odd so yeah like every week we're going to come with something that we uh discuss as a group kind of give our uh like I said, our honest takes on it and, you know, um, you know, some weeks it could be, you know, something like that, some theoretical question or whatever. And, uh, some weeks we could be ranking albums or something I think would be cool, like ranking a a band's discography. But right now, uh, boys, I think it's about time to get into the guillotine. Excellent. (laughs) Do it. You sounded like that dude from Mortal Kombat. (laughs) so this week we have a gojira heavy (laughs) a gojira heavy battle and with um uh actually heath do you want to introduce 2000s terror incognita i can definitely do that so as travis said this album was the 2000 release from the mighty gojira starting with track one clone lizard skin Satan as a Lawyer, Zero Four, Blow Me Away You, uh, 5,988 trillion De Tonis, I guess, uh, Deliverance, Space Time, On the BOTA, Rise, Fire is Everything, Love, 1,990 quadrillion De Tonis, In the Forest, and uh, on the deluxe edition, it looks like there are three live bonus tracks. And Brooksy, do you want to introduce 2021's Fortitude? Yes. So this was this is the most recent album put forth by Goshira, as you might expect, being released this year, 2021. Um, but we are gifted with 11 tracks. Born for One Thing, Amazonia, Grammy-nominated Amazonia. Uh, Another World, Hold On, Newfound, Fortitude, The Chant, Sphinx, Into the Storm, The Trails, and concluding with Grind. Two heavy records of a heavy band. Um, I nominate, since I am hosting this week's show, I nominate a certain Joshua Heath to go first. Ooh, he's leading off for the two weeks in a row. That's a rarity. All right, so the album that I choose is the 2001 Terra Incognita. Is it 01? I've been saying 2000. My bad. 
No, it's uh, 2000. yeah, 2001. Okay. Um, well, this is not, in my opinion, the best Gojira album. I do believe that it is better than Fortitude. Um, I enjoyed this album a lot. Um, I've enjoyed this album for a few years. I didn't listen to it for the first time until actually a couple of years ago. Uh, I've always been a pretty big Gojira fan. Um, but something about this album is just very, very, it feels very raw. It feels very early 2000s, heavy uh, death metal um, influence. And there's, you can still, the vocals are so killer too. It's so much different. Um, I think Brooks and I were talking, it, it sounds like a totally different band than they do nowadays. Um, but the musicianship is still there. Um, it's just a really good overall release. Um, it's not as good as, you know, out to this point, the middle uh, portion of their discography, um, like from Mars to Sirius and, you know, albums around that era. But I do think that I enjoyed this more. I don't know if, I, obviously the new album is produced much better. It's a, so you said it's not as good as the newer stuff. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I like their like the middle portion of their discography a lot better um, than I like their newer stuff and you know older or first few couple albums. Um, but I, I I thoroughly enjoyed this release or the Terry Incognito release. Um, Fortitude's a great album. I think it deserves all the praise that it's getting. Uh, but there's something I like about heavy music that's just kind of like raw and you know not extremely polished um it, it's just it really comes down to my taste like in theory is fortitude probably a better album i would say yeah but i enjoy terra incognita more um i know that's weird to say like you, it's probably the Fortitude is probably a better album, but yeah, I don't know. It's there's just something about that early 2000s metal era that I still like cling to and enjoy. Right. All right. Um, I can go next. I'll go next. Go win with Brooksy. Um, I don't think this one's that close. Uh, I think it's Fortitude from 2021, and I don't even think it's close. But uh, Heath actually, uh, <laughs> Heath actually, uh, that's a take. Him. <laughs> he supported the point in the uh, in his uh, statement for Terry Incognita in saying that it's uh, not as good as their newer stuff. Um, no, in all seriousness, though, like uh, this album kind of the Terry Incognita, I always start with like both albums. Terry Incognita actually reminded me of the System of a Down uh, debut. Like it's like, yeah, it's very, a uh, little bit. Holy like it's a- dude, Travis, literally in my notes. I to in the first after the first three songs I said I feel like I'm listening to System of a Down. Yeah, like well, I can't follow you That's, there. I, I'm no, talking like, like styles, like piece, the pieces, pieces yeah. of it. And sorry, I know this is like your part part of the battle, but I was like, I made notes in two of the first three songs. I said, wow, this this part of this song sounds like System of a Down. Like mm-hmm. I thought that's I'm just I had to interject with that little nugget, but I'll let you go on. Sorry, like. Uh, I think that um, in the rawness of it, like I think that's that's kind of like where I would compare the uh, the System of a Down uh, debut and this one in the rawness. The and while I do um, while I do appreciate like the death metal and the the just the straight up heavy record, 
um, I lost some of the progginess of the later Gojiro stuff. And uh, I, th- I was not happy about that, to be honest. Um, the sound of Gojira is incredibly unique and shit. Like, you know, the not even talking about like the uh, like the last three records, you know, the the squeals and the riffs, the killer riffs. And like while some of that is present in this first record, um, the unique sound is kind of muddled. Um, I felt like that they were kind of you can tell, in my opinion, although it is I did enjoy listening to it. I, I sound like I like hated it. I did enjoy listening to it, but you can tell that they were kind of, um, in my opinion, trying to figure out where they wanted to go. And I think that although Fortitude isn't their strongest record, I think it has, um, like I said, that more proggier side of Gojira that I really, really like. Uh, my favorite tracks, my favorite tracks on Terra Incognita is our, uh, Lizard Skin and, um, uh, Deliverance actually are my two favorite tracks on that album. And then Fortitude, um, I love Born for One Thing, Amazonia, of course. I love um, uh, Newfound has a killer fucking riff, man. Like killer riff. And uh, the chant and Sphinx. But yeah, I don't think this one's that close, to be honest with you. I think that uh, Fortitude is the more complete album and the, um, and the, uh, the better album. And I think, um, you know, it shows a band that's more mature and, you know, knows exactly what it wants to be and uh, where, I mean, really they're like the, they're the, they're metal's next big headliner, in my opinion, like um, the band that, you know, really has, uh, that can really, really be huge. Um, So you got to give up for Gojira, man. They're, they're putting out some killer shit. By the way, like I said, I want to state again. Uh, Terra Incognita is a, is is an awesome record. Like I, I don't want to say that I did not enjoy listening to it. Um, I do enjoy that record. I just don't think that it compares to their later stuff. You're just gonna take that one, Josh. You're gonna take it in the chin. He just took it in the mouth. He didn't even he didn't even try to interject and tell you where he you said were. Fortitude was better. <laughs> I know he was. He, he definitely. Uh, well, what I meant he talked out of both sides of his mouth with his feedback for sure. What I meant by that was like in theory, Fortitude is probably better because it's a better, um, it's a better written record, it's a better produced record. But in my so personal really your case, is Fortitude. <laughs> no, I'm saying like objectively speaking, it is probably a better record. But subjectively, to me, I enjoyed Terra Incognita more because I enjoy like metal that has a more raw sound and i i just kind of like that raw vibe that it kind of gives off in that early 2000s production era for kind of like back then gojira was kind of an underground ish band um not very well known so i don't know i I just kind of dig that and i dig that sound from that record but i mean after this we're not we're just gonna tell everybody what the best gojira record is anyway because it's neither one of these no no no, that's but, that's definitely fair. I already know what Brooks is gonna say. Yeah, magma. <laughs> yeah, he just throws an album in there that's not on the list. My favorite's actually uh, from Mars to Sirius. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, fuck, dude, Backbone from the Sky, Unicorn. Uh, come on, like, yeah, I mean, like, and they've always been like a political, and um, even in this first record, there, I mean, they they have. 
a lot of songs about like uh that was another thing that kind of reminded me of that early system of down stuff because it's like it, it all the songs about bombs and you know uh what mm-hmm. was it uh megatons or whatever they said yeah brooksy yeah. sorry to interrupt no that's cool it's i kind of like having the, the fluid situate the conversation it doesn't necessarily have to be like oh it's your turn to talk no it's your turn it's okay um but yeah josh josh definitely knows what i'm going to it's definitely fortitude like I hate to be like, oh, just what Travis said, ditto. But what you said, it kind of took took a lot of the words right out of my mouth and my thoughts on this album because, um, like, on Terra Incognita, it is very raw. Like, you can definitely tell that this is a band that is um, still, like, still finding their way. Like, obviously, that was their debut album. Um, so they were still very much to learn very much of their talents to harness along the way 20 years later. Um, And honestly, like that style of vocals that they used back then, I don't like it with how it fits with their music. I think that if they, if they took like that, that musical styling from back then, and if they threw their current styling of vocals on top of it, I think it would be a beautiful marriage of, of style. Um, but I just, I don't, I don't think the death metal vocals work for them. I, I don't like it just like, I, I think with like the musicality of Tara is like, it's not as well developed as there, as it is today, which is what I, I think on Fortitude you get a lot of like the songs are all very like well-produced and polished and like, even on songs where they're like paced down and stuff like it's still very heavy riffs, very like, it's still very much a metal song, but um, on Terra, it's just um, like, I really don't like their, I really don't like their death metal style of vocals. Um, I just, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's me not just liking that style as much, but it just doesn't work for me. And um, having said that, like on Terra, I think the, the songs in the, like Travis, you said, a couple of the, like the intro to Clones, um, the intro of Satan is a Lawyer very much reminded me of System of a Down. Literally, that's in my notes. Um, but with that said, like on Terra, I think Deliverance and Space Time are very awesome songs. Um, those are probably two of my favorite songs on that album, um, right there in the middle. And um, one note I made on on space time was that this song actually kind of reminds me more of like that current sound of Gojira, which I like more. So mm-hmm. I think that's probably a, why I gravitated towards that, but I'm like, that's kind of not what that album is about. So um, I just, I very much gravitate to fortitude more um, for the reasons I've said before, like it's just a more, div- more polished version of the band Um I love his style of vocals in the current form, like from magma to, to now, like that style of vocals wasn't used back then. And I think that that's like his ideal. That's like the wheelhouse of what Gojira should sound like. Um, But yeah, like, and just the album construction too. Like, I think this is very, very strong, basically all the way through the middle with like Fortitude, like Fortitude, the instrumental track is okay. But like the chant I think is, like it doesn't do anything for me, but like 
every literally every other song on this album i think is phenomenal so like it's this is very much a straight through listen for me and it's easy it's easy to listen to so um i just i love it and did you guys see like i i don't remember if i shared it with you guys and i saw it on either twitter or some kind of social media like literally like two or three days ago um but gojira oh fuck what was oh there was a there was an article saying that i think um the the lead singer made a comment that their next album they kind of want to return to their death metal roots a little more did you happen to catch that at all no so i think i don't so i'm really curious with after list after doing like going through the exercise of this battle now I'm really curious what they would if if that is even remotely true. I'm really curious to see what they come up with next, because if they can if they can bring in some elements of like the old Gojira, but like with what works in the band now, like the vocal stylings and stuff, I think that it could be like unbelievably amazing of an out an amazingly album. Jesus, I didn't do English there. But whatever. Anytime a band's like, we're going to return to our old sound and be heavier than ever, I always take that with a grain of salt because Slipknot's been saying the same thing for like 10 years. <laughs> with the last, two, the last like two albums have been the heaviest. They're like, it's going to sound like Iowa. And I'm like, yeah, none of this sounds like Iowa. <laughs> You're like, is it? <laughs> yeah. Here's none a question. Like Iowa. So we know the trajectory of the band. Like, obviously, they've gotten more and more big. Do you think that they keep on clearing up those vocals and kind of, uh, to keep going mainstream no i don't think so i think i sure hope not at this point i think they know who they are and they know that they have a dedicated fan base that sells i mean they seem to be doing pretty all right to me Grammy oh yeah nominated playing i don't know what what or venue did they play they're playing relatively nice venues i'm guessing that the tickets are selling pretty well um Let's be honest, like a band, I don't know, man. There's not a lot to get rich off of in metal anymore, unless you turn out to be like Avenged Sevenfold, maybe. But mm-hmm. it's funny. It's just, Go ahead and finish that thought, Josh. I'm just saying, it's just like a band like Gojira is probably getting close to like peaking, maybe. I don't want to say that. Like, I love Gojira and I know that they're a beloved band, but like you're either into it or you're not. And at this point, people know what and who Gojira is and like what they bring to the table. And I think it would do more harm to go to a more clean style of singing and a like a let or like a less heavy sound because I think they would lose more fans that they would gain from going more mainstream at this point. It's funny you say that because part of the reason why I wanted to bring up that article that I saw was because I started going into the comments and a lot of people were kind of shitting on Fortitude, Mm -hmm. saying that they were calling it like radio rock and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And but to me that and I don't want to get into like a whole nother discussion topic, but I'm like, why? And like these people were saying radio rock, like that's a bad thing, like wouldn't you want because it you know what it made me think of it's like you always see like eddie trunk on twitter all the time 
like going off about like the Grammys and these like awards and whatever about not putting rock on TV and not celebrating rock music or you know he'll complain about like the guys that are everything. not like in the in memoriam and like just <laughs> everything rock not getting acknowledged like at all yeah but yet but yet i see people like in the comment thread on twitter or facebook and they said oh yeah well my wife my wife and i were listening to a radio station and they played billy eilish and then they played stranded like mm-hmm. that's fucking awesome if you ask me like yeah. if a, if a station that's playing pop music popular if they decide that they want to play gojira like why is that a bad thing all of a sudden like yeah, do you it's want like, these guys to just not make money and starve and like live out of like live paycheck to paycheck like do you not want them to have success i know it's right. a weird That's... notion that these people just like want to cling to these bands like and not have them make more money and fortitude is anything and it's far from radio rock like i know it's insane. I don't understand like what radio stations are listening to unless it's like serious satellite radio, but right. There's something weird about like not wanting people to succeed more. Um, I don't know, man. It's like it's it's kind of something that kind of drives me nuts about like hard rock and like metal people. Like fans can be like this. I feel like fans can be like this sometimes. And Josh, you are a little guilty of this sometimes. It's like we love sure. a band until they start getting popular. And then once they start yeah, getting popular, they're fucking sellouts. But yeah, yet, I, I'm guilty. Yet, like of that. we want them, to, we want them to be, and but yet, I think everybody's guilty of that, to be honest. No, but then I at the same it, time, it's like you can't have the Eddie Trunks in the world being like, we need, you know, the rock music needs to be, you know, on TV at the Grammys. But yet, you get mad that Go- Stranded is being played on a pop radio station. Right. Like, I think. You can, it's like in my defense, I don't know. In my defense, I will say that uh, the reason that I feel like a lot of us do that is because when a band that we like gets really big, we feel like a piece of our individuality is gone. Like yeah. what makes us unique is liking these smaller bands, and we're like, yeah, I'm a, I'm my own person. I don't like what the mass is like. And it's kind of that feeling, but then I think to myself, hey, dude, you're like 30 years old, so you can like kind of move on from that like holier than thou attitude now. And like I catch myself doing it nowadays, and I'm just like, eh, good for them, man. Make the money, like go do what you do. Like I just want everybody to succeed at the end of the day. So yeah, I can definitely be like that sometimes, but I think some of it is just still kind of like, oh, like I just, I, I want that. I like, I miss. I would miss like the you individuality and like the unique feeling I would get being like, ah, I knew this band when they were nothing or like, but that's just mm-hmm. kind of a selfish attitude now, because if you love a band, you should want them to have as many fans as possible. So. Right. And it's funny, like the selfish reasons that we don't want a band to get big is like, I want to still go see them at like the thousand seat venue, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. and lo- like, like you're going to see knock loose and it's going to be a small venue, but like, what if in five years, like knock loose is playing, like main stage at Rockville and you know mm-hmm. they're playing like co-headliner shit we're gonna be like damn or I they're would... uh headlining like this would probably never happen I mean I hope it does but like knock this like plays an arena and I have to pay like three hundred dollars for <laughs> pit tickets yeah exactly instead of twenty five dollars like, for general exactly. admission 
like those like those are the selfish reasons that i'm like that's okay to hold on to that because you're like damn it i liked when they were smaller because then i didn't have to pay 300 dollars to go see them but it's and it's I, still kind of funny i also take pride in like discovering bands and i'm like ah i found this band no one knows who they are it's just kind of a fun thing it's yeah. like uh I don't know in a way it's kind of like fantasy football like picking that sleeper player at the end of the draft <laughs> that you're like nobody knows about this and yeah, it's gonna bring totally. me like yeah. but to me but it's anyway. almost like when you get in on that band early it's almost kind of fulfilling when you're like i was here on the early side and now they kind mm-hmm. of got big but i was there from the beginning so you're like wow look at like to me that's kind of like it gives me gives you happiness too at least it would for me yeah you know what the problem with that is too though like once they do get big and you tell everybody like yeah man i like them when they had like five thousand fans on facebook people will think you're just lying they're like no you didn't (laughs) it's like that old man that like you go to like a concert and he's like i saw kiss in new york at a club with 20 people in the crowd and you're like yeah "Yeah, okay sure old man right you're you're like a florentine like that never happened bit (laughs) yeah yeah that's the things things that never happened We want to try and get him on the show. That'd be killer, man. Oh man, that'd be, that'd be awesome. One of these days, I'm gonna split. I'm gonna split that. That uh, I'm gonna take that audio from that cameo video and play it on here. I need to figure <laughs> out how to do that. <laughs> but uh, one more thing. One more thing I wanted to mention at the before the end of the year, we need to do our top five or top ten albums of the year. Oh yeah, I'm in for that for sure. Yeah, Wait, yeah, dude, we can do that. Um, that should be coming up. Yeah, definitely, definitely I mean, soon. Next we'll, few weeks for sure. Yeah, maybe throw in yeah, our yeah. top songs or singles of the year, and it'd also be cool to like maybe like every week moving forward until the end of the year, or maybe even early January, we split it up. Like one week we'll do top ten albums, top ten songs, top ten album covers of the year. Like it'd be cool to do something like that. I'm in. I'm always in for a list, hey. man. Um, yeah you know travis is yeah i was just about to say travis loves a list so we can do whatever man oh yeah um to our top 100 deep cuts from typo negative <laughs> yeah, let's do it so uh, <laughs> it'll be a it'll be a four-hour podcast <laughs> this has been a great discussion boys and a battle a mighty battle on the great gojira uh brooksy do you want to close us out with the socials absolutely so facebook uh guillotine press or if you search at guillotine PM, you can find us that way, which is also our Twitter handle at guillotine PM. Instagram is guillotine underscore press one. And then if you ever want to email us, it is guillotine press media at gmail.com. And if you want Travis's phone number, it, no. <laughs> it is 867-5309. And there it is. <laughs> Well, with that, uh, thank you for joining us for another uh, episode. Um, Like, subscribe, follow us on all the social medias, comments, tell us why Josh was wrong yet again on the album battle, and have yourselves a fine, fine week. Until next time. Yeah, if you tell me I'm wrong, we'll just block you from our socials. (laughs) Well, Josh will, because he's Ah. telling you like that. All right. All right, Josh. All right, Trav. See you later. And until next time. Maybe next time we'll actually like get in the studio and not be on Zoom this time. Probably not. The world is uh getting ready to lock down again. Oh sh- stop. All right. With that, now we have to end because now Josh is gonna run to his bunker. All right. See you boys. Peace out.